We are here with Miss Alyssa Edwards in person. The new show is called Dancing Queen. It's on Netflix. Premieres Octo- premiered October 5th. Now, Alyssa, you've been on TV for years and years and years. How different is doing your own show at Netflix different from doing Drag Race, which you've done twice, I think? Twice now. There's, there's a lot of differences because... This isn't a competition. This mm-hmm. isn't a produced reality. Mm-hmm. This is a docu-style series. So it just kind of follows me through my day-to-day. And, you know, it's sometimes you forget getting out of the shower. You ain't got your towel on that there's a camera in the corner. Really? You after I mean, after six months, yes. And for me as a choreographer and a director over at Beyond Belief, I really, my safe space in life is being there in the studio. Yeah. And it was great because the cameras really respected that. They were over in the corner. And I think at first you kind of, you, we all want to edit ourselves in some, is this sure. my good angle? Is this right. my right side? A- am I looking good? Does this sound good? And then there was this moment at like week two that I just said, you know what? I'm going to be me. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, that's what's have gotten me to this point in my life, unapologetically, being proud of who I am and what I've accomplished. Because I've worked my ass off with this studio. And did, so do, when you decided, I'm going to be me. Oh, and by the way, if you guys hear sounds in the background, we are at DragCon New York uh, recording this podcast. Michelle's not with us right now, but uh, a lot is going on. So if you hear things, uh, it's... Uh, DragCon going on in the background but uh, so two weeks in you decided I can't edit myself anymore I have to just be are there things in it that you saw, you've seen that you go oh my goodness I wish they would have not used that no I did I, I didn't you know I didn't want to see anything you didn't you haven't have you seen I haven't it? seen one thing I haven't seen one thing I see actually I seen a, the first 11 minutes what we did here at my panel yeah and uh I got a little emotional I was just so proud. This has been a hallmark of my life. You know, this is a journey, the evolution of myself. I'm watching. Yeah. You know, and I want to know what happens next. And I lived it. I was there. But like I said, the second week, I just finally said, do you. Right. You know, be yourself. Allow yourself to be vulnerable. Allow yourself to be a tough coach. That's what you are. That's Mm -hmm. what you're instilling in these children. Yeah. You know, these kids are the youth of today and the future of tomorrow. And allow them to fall and, and, and gather their thoughts and think about it and pick their self back up. Right. You know, so all of this is going to be seen. I think this is a groundbreaking, compelling series mm-hmm. uh, that is full of passion, uh, my purpose, and, and, and so much heart. Well, you couldn't have planned it any better. I mean, Cher has a new album called Dancing. Look at that. Came. Yes. And, and who knew that, that would, those two would come out together? You're using the same hashtag as Cher. Yes. Have you been getting a lot of uh, people going, wait a minute, this isn't the new Cher album. <laughs> no, but you know, a, a lot of the same uh, comments and remarks. People are like, was this planned? Was this organized? Uh-huh. Like, how is this that Cher is, you know, coming out with this dancing queen and we got Alyssa Edwards in this new series. Right. And um, I think sometimes the stars just align like that. You know? Well, we, we've been trying to get a series for you for many years. Yes. And uh, the the first one, was it called Alyssa's Secret or no? One of the Beyond first, Belief. Beyond Belief. Yes. Yes. How different is this concept uh, from the initial concept of Beyond Belief, which we were pitching out for many years. Well, it's the same thing with you and Drag Race. I mean, here you are, uh, an Emmy winner, the show, an uh, Emmy success, and how many years did it take? I think timing is key. Yeah. And Beyond Belief was more about just the dance studio, Beyond mm-hmm. Belief. Mm-hmm. And I think Dancing Queen is all things me, all things drag, all things dance, the life of some of these children following them and, and, and their journey in hopes of becoming a professional dancer working in the industry. Right. I think that this was the right format. You know, rather, we already got a dance moms, you sure. know, where they feed us this pyramid and this charade. Yeah. You know, this one is my everyday to day life. Like I said, waking up, getting out of the shower. What do I do when I'm not touring? What do I do when I'm on tour? Yeah. And in running this studio, you know, before I started doing drag, I had a dance school and I started that dance school in a garage, you know, and 15 years later, I mean, America's Got Talent, top 10 studios of the South. Yeah. 
And, and, and I'm sitting here in this full drag regalia, if you can picture this. Yeah. And this is, I love this, but my heart, my first love and only love is creating in that workspace. Wow. And so having, uh, you only, you've only seen 11 minutes of it. Uh, how different are you when you, from the Alyssa we know on television? How, uh, I guess you wouldn't know because you haven't seen it yet. Uh, well, you know, I actually asked myself that when I was on Drag Race. I would ask my friends, my best friend Shelly over in Forney. I said, girl, am I really like that? She said, every day, mm-hmm. sun up to sundown. I don't think that there's a difference. I think the mm. only difference is seeing me from Alyssa. Most people know me as Alyssa Edwards. Yeah. The Grand Dame Diva of the South. Yeah. And then this takes you behind the scenes. You're getting a VIP pass mm-hmm. into the life of Justin. Yeah. Behind my front door. Behind you know, the mask. running a business, okay? And, 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 there, and there is a difference. There yeah. is a difference. You know, this is a character. This is what, this is something, I look at her, all these people, and, and rainbow, rainbows and hearts and unicorns, and it's so much fun. But underneath all this is an entrepreneur, is a man that's had to work extremely hard to get to where I am today. And I think that Dancing Queen, October 5th, Netflix original series, you guys, this is a triumphant story yeah now uh, for those of you listening uh, again we are at DragCon New York uh, taping this podcast overlooking the whole floor of of DragCon where it's a sea of people who are here to to meet the queens Uh, you've got these huge crowds Alyssa does it still shock you today that you are still so popular in the the drag race universe, you are still one of the top girls. I, you know what, Rue? I got to tell you, while we're sitting here, the only thing that I really miss out on drag race is I wanted the opportunity for you to hold up that picture of me and ask me what uh, would you tell little Justin? Yeah, and it's like the the movie, uh, the never ending story. Yeah, you know when he's reading the book and it starts getting windy. I have to remind myself that this is my life and I'm reading this book and, and I'm seeing it and I would I would tell myself to hold tight. Hold tight. You're yeah. gonna go through a lot, a lot of swamps, a lot of a lot of fog. A lot of valleys. But let me and tell peaks. you chapter thirty eight. I look out here at all these people. Chapter thirty eight. The clouds will part and the sun will come out and, yeah. and it will be your time to shine. So bask in the moment. I, I I tell myself that all the time. These people are asking for my autograph. Yeah. They're yeah. coming to take pictures with me. And it's not just the Drag Race universe. Drag Race has conquered the world and it's brought all of uh, people, all these different types of people and walks of life together. It's completely mainstream. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm very grateful that I'm a part of that legacy. Now, in the trailer for Dancing Queen, your new original Netflix series, which is. Actually, by the time this airs, will be on, uh, be available for streaming. There's a clip of a woman who is screaming. Mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming she's screaming at you about her child. Is that normal? It, does that happen a lot? Where parents become so passionate well, about the students? Well, you, that's something you could ask yourself. When you're passionate about something, you have a moment. Especially, yeah. you know, the sign on the studio says "Beyond Belief Dance Company, a family of champions." Mm-hmm. You know, like I've said many times, my sisters and brothers started having children at an early age. Mm. And I was kind of sitting there at one point just by myself. And I said, you know what? You can choose your family. Right. And I created the House of Edwards and Beyond Belief. So it's a family. And and there, you know, every family has those times. Yeah. Where it's like, you don't know what I've done. And I think it's very normal because here's the thing. A mother... Well, a woman in Texas. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then you say competition, uh-huh. casting in the first place. They're very passionate. And I actually, in a weird way, I enjoy that. Oh, you did? I do, because it lets me know that you're in it to win it. Uh-huh. And she you're was not going off. She was going off. And yeah. I'm okay with that. I've been, you know, look, my, my dad went off on me my whole life. So I'm fine with it. But there's a line and we respect that. And, and in that episode, you will see more of, you know, an intense situation. And, and, I'm, and, and, and I'm totally at peace and ease with those situations as long as there's a resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, I remind them every action has a reaction and every reaction has a consequence. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you pay on the first mistake, and I'm going to let you get a little bit out. But tread lightly. <laughs> tread lightly. Tread lightly. 
<laughs> you like that one? <laughs> pay on the first or you pay your $15 late fee <laughs> after the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've got this show now and you travel the world. You, you, you do all this stuff. What, what, what's left? What do you want to do? What, what, what's the pinnacle or what's the pinnacle today? Because they're, you know, life to live in the moment to live in today mm. i woke up i was able to breathe the air I, I, you know i'm gonna seize the moment i think my book of life is written it's just now being read out loud and i'm going with it yeah and i'm enjoying it and um i think every opportunity um every window every outlet that that i walk to that i run to actually you mm-hmm. know i've sprinted to um is a moment that i really just i practice the pause and I, I take a deep breath and I'm like, this is really your life. Yeah. This is the fruits of your label. Yeah. And this is, and this is what it's about. Yeah. You Do know, you, in the end. We're in New York right now, obviously at uh, DragCon New York. Do you like New York? Oh, I love the city. I, you, you come here. I'm still very fascinated. You know, growing up in Mesquite, we didn't have all these skyscrapers uh-huh. and all the people and all the traffic. And, and I come here every time and I never get tired of going to Times Square. I love all the lights and, yeah. you know, taking photos. And um, it's just definitely, it's overwhelming. But there's, I'm so inspired. There's so much inspiration in the air and people are on the hustle and they're moving, they're working and they're making their dreams become reality. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely inspiring. You know, I leave with a, a, a piece of inspiration every time I visit. Did, were you born in Muskogee? In who? It, wait, is it Muskogee? Is that where you're from? Mesquite. Mesquite. Mesquite, Texas. Were you born in born Mesquite? And raised. Born and, and so raised. do you ever see yourself leaving Mesquite? I mean, you're, you're an international star. Do you ever see yourself living in New York or in Los Angeles? I love Los Angeles. I can't deal with the traffic. It works my nerves. Mm-hmm. And um, you drive, you drive in, 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 in Mesquite. everywhere. Rue, I can get in my car at 11 p.m. and go to Taco Bell 10 miles away, and it takes me five minutes. You're not eating Taco Bell. I'm not, but if I wanted to, I would. You know, I got rid of those back rolls, <laughs> I turned them into bank rolls years ago. <laughs> But just if you thought I was, let me remind you, sweets. <laughs> okay, okay, that, that that's the that that's the glow up. <laughs> but just in general, you know, everything is right there, and Dallas is home. You know, I've I've, I've moved on up a little bit. I recently just got me a house. You did. I did in a nice gated Christian community. <laughs> And I have a clicker on on my keychain to get in, and, and it's so awesome. I, the neighbors, it's very family oriented. I always drive down on Sunday when I'm headed to the studio, and I have my windows down, and I'm waving to everybody, and they're like, "There, that's that's Justin the drag queen. Uh-huh. He's famous. Wow. And you know, it's uh, it's truly a dream come true. Yeah, yeah. And, and this this series, it's going to show all of that. Yeah, yeah. Showing me purchase my first home. And and that's a beautiful story in itself. I'm the only one in my family that owns a home. Wow, wow. So and this 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 series also involves my family and oh, that's a that's a whole book in itself. Yeah, you know? I bet. I cannot wait to watch the whole series back to back. Now you work hard and you've worked hard for many years. Do you live well? Do you are you, are you happy in your life? I've never been more happy. You know, it's. I've learned to manage my blessings because it can get chaotic at times when you're trying to be a man that wears a lot of hats. And mm-hmm. you know And this. you, I've seen and you, you know in this. several hats. Yes. You're wearing a big old pink hat right well, I'm now. I'm talking about my hats. I'm a teacher. I'm a business owner. I'm a queen. I'm trying to be um, a role model, a brother, an uncle. And it's a lot. So what I've what I've decided to do is it's 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 a balancing. It's, and I'm a professional juggler, by the way. Uh, I've taken up doing CrossFit. I enjoy doing hot yoga. Um, I recently just started uh, Orange Theory working out, and yeah. and I find like that's my moment for me when I can wake up at six o'clock in the morning, jump in that class, mm-hmm. and I'm exercising for life, mm-hmm. and I feel good about it. So. I've never been more happy. You're, I got rid of the Taco Bells and all that at uh-huh, 11 p.m. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I started telling myself, you eat early. Yeah. 
You know, you get, you get home, you write in your journal, you know, have moments of, of clarity by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 I'm, I'm over the moon happy. Now we're, we're going to go to break in a minute, but I want to ask you, and this mm-hmm. is an ongoing dialogue for drag queens. I want to ask you about a love life. You know, years for years, drag queens have talked about how hard it is to find men to date. Um, men don't want to date a drag queen or they don't want to date a femme guy or someone who, mm-hmm. who betrays femme. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Are you dating anyone? Well, I remember the last time you and you talked about this when we had this same chat and I said to you that my first love and my only love was beyond belief dance company. Cause I, I think I'd worked so hard to, to get to a point where I felt successful internally. And I'm very proud to say that I found my missing puzzle piece and I didn't know if finding a mate or, or, or a lifelong partner or if love, I didn't know that, that was for me because uh, I'm very goal oriented. Now I, I, I'm a workhorse. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't start. I'm a Capricorn. Mm-hmm. You I mean don't Capriciacorn? Yes. You're a Capriciacorn. Okay. Yes. And I, I met my soulmate. You did. And you know, we've been together now a um, little over a year. He's also a high school teacher. He teaches mm-hmm. uh, modern dance and ballet. Wow. And so we're in the same ballpark, mm-hmm. you know, just different positions. And I love that he loves everything about me. Mm. He loves uh, flaws and all, mm-hmm. uh, which are characteristic traits. He actually takes me to a place that I need. Mm. You know, because when you have that, you start experiencing life in a different way. Would that place be called ecstasy? Yeah, I mean, it's odd. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's something that it definitely is a place I never imagined. Do I don't you, think I've ever felt that either. Do you take a streetcar named Desire to a place called ecstasy? Well, he makes it feel like a teenage dream. Okay. <laughs> We've got Alyssa Edwards. The series is called Dancing Queen. We'll be right back after this. Girl, what you got cooking? What you got cooking with the blue apron? Do you actually wear a blue apron when you cook your blue apron? I don't wear no apron. Oh, you wear nothing at all. I wear no apron. Oh, that's why it tastes so good. Yeah, I got that love juice up in it. (laughs) Who needs honey when you got love juice? Okay. Well, anyway, y'all, we're talking about Blue Apron if you haven't figured that out. And you know I love Blue Apron. How it works, you choose chef-designed recipes. There's plenty to choose from on the app or on your computer. Blue Apron delivers fresh, seasonally-inspired ingredients. And then you cook incredible meals in as little as 20 minutes. It's very easy. It sounds so good, I'm and it sounds kidding. so delicious. It is delicious, and there's plenty to choose from. They have a range of recipes bursting with flavor. Whether you're looking for quick and easy meals or full culinary cooking experience, Blue Apron lets you choose from a range of recipe options. And let me tell you something right now, you guys. My husband is not a cook at all. He's mm. actually shitty at ah, cooking. Okay. But with Blue Apron, I'm not kidding. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a decent cook. I'm not yeah. going to call myself a good cook because yeah. that would be cruel. That would uh-huh. be a lie. Yeah. Um, but I could cook. Blue Apron makes it so easy. My husband could do full meals. We got the Bob's Burgers meals. You know, sometimes they do little theme stuff. Yeah. And we get all of that stuff. So if you guys want to check it out, you can see this week's menu and get your first three meals by going to blueapron.com slash rue. That's blueapron.com slash rue. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Now, you know I shave everything. Yes, boo. I shave everything. I need that. You're a dolphin. (laughs) I'm a dolphin. (laughs) You know, what better than to have Harry's in your pocket? Yeah. You know what I mean? Harry's is Harry's razors we're talking about here. Yeah, honey, I shave things too. You do? Yeah, might not be my head. Uh Uh-huh. But I shave things too. And Harry's delivers (laughs) a close, comfortable shave at a fair price. The founders, listen, this is the storyline. Harry's founders were fed up with overpaying for expensive razors and unnecessary features. And y'all, if I was playing Supermarket Sweep today, uh-huh. the first thing I'd go for is razor blades. Yeah, they're expensive. It's, it's like a mortgage to yeah. get a six-pack. Yeah. It's unbelievable. They knew a great shave comes down to a great blade made with sharp, durable steel that lasts. That's why they bought a factory that's been making some of the highest quality blades in the world for over 95 years. Wow. Selling directly to you over the internet, Harry's can offer their blades at a price much lower than the leading brands. Just $2 a blade compared to $4 
or more. If you don't love your shave, let Harry's know within 30 days and they're going to give you a full refund. And our listeners can get a free trial set at harrys.com slash rue. That's harrys.com slash rue, obviously. Uh-huh. The trial set comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. So it comes with a Harry's razor with a weighted ergonomic handle, a five-blade razor with a lubricating strip. Oh, hi. And a trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. So go get that free trial. Get started today at harrys.com slash ru. We've got Alyssa Edwards here. The series is called Dancing Queen. It's on Netflix right now, actually. It is a brilliant. You get to see the Alyssa that you fell in love with on Drag Race, but even more so. This is Alyssa, the uh, human Alyssa. Her loves, her life, and her passion. And family. And family, too. Wow. So uh, (laughs) did they come to you and say they wanted to be in it or did you go to them and say you're going to be in it? I don't think either. I think it just kind of happened. Like I said, this is shot docu style. So, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and you haven't seen it. You have not seen the footage. I haven't seen any of it. So I'm I'm very like eager. Uh, What if it's something you don't like? Well, Ruth, this has been in the works for years. You Mm -hmm. guys have really been trying to make this happen. Um, there's no way I couldn't like it. Mm. I'm sure there's going to be moments where you're like, oh, girl, I, maybe I should have. Mm. Well, a lot of life lessons learned, but no regrets. Right. I don't, I don't live with regrets. I don't, I don't try to look back and go, well, you could have done this differently. You know, let's find a resolution, a solution. Let's move forward and let's mm. learn from it. Yeah. Um, there's no way I can't appreciate this because... It is like me reading my journal out loud. Yeah, yeah. And look, this is a show about my life. Not many people can say that 190 countries, their day-to-day will be aired. Yeah. And you know, there are are actually, there are only 100, I think, 96 countries. Your show is in 190. (laughs) That's some shit. Look at that. From the hood to Hollywood. (laughs) Look at that. Now, I want to ask you, I've always wanted to ask you, you know, uh, people just, they adore you. And I, I watched people line up and sit out there for hours waiting for you to arrive. Yes. Um, you know. Clearly, people love you. Why do you think people love you? I mean, why do you think people, after so many years, because I don't know what season you were on Drag Race or All Stars, but it's been some time. You've stayed in the top of the charts in terms of 128 girls. Why do you think people are so intrigued by you? I, like I said earlier, I am myself. And that's unapologetically you know for the good the bad the right the wrong and the indifferent yeah and i think i'm relatable but you also know you're a character you know that that there's a listen when i went on tv i didn't i was doing myself no i did not know i had no idea in fact when my company was on america's got talent they said can we get you they kept asking me and i said please don't ask me that again i do not want to be on tv i want to direct this Okay, I want to direct my company and I want this to be seen in the best light going up over there with that. Uh And I think after watching me on Drag Race and being able to look in the mirror and love the reflection that I seen, which Mm -hmm. took a lot of years to do, um, I've just embraced who I am. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, what, of all of the, 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 the GIFs that you see yeah. out there, do you have your, what are your top, what are your top five favorite <laughs> Alyssa Edwards GIFs? What are your top? I love the one where I'm in the afro and the purple, like, you know, shaky, shaky, dancey get, get up. Wait, is that on Drag Race or is it your, uh, I, the other show? Alyssa Secret. Alyssa's it's on Alyssa Secret. Secret and, I, and, I, and I point and I'm like, you're about to get blocked. <laughs> I do that to the dance moms all the time. When they try it, I send them that little gift and I make sure it's me. Uh-huh. I lashed and nailed and everything. You're about to get blocked, bitch. <laughs> you know, read the warning signs. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I like that one. Uh, there's one where I'm walking in the Marco Marco runway show and I like flip my hair over. Oh, yes, I love that one. I love one. that one. Yeah. Honey, yeah. and that's just like, girl, today is the day, baby. Uh-huh. I, I speak two languages. English and making money. Okay. And that's my, that's my making money. You know, when I'm walking, I just flip my hair. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, 
You know, can I tell y'all something funny? Uh. Do you know sometimes I text myself those? <laughs> well, okay. Now that you've gone a little too far. I have. You know, it's a reminder. Uh-huh. It's a reminder. Look at this right here. This is you. This is you. Now, don't forget this. At 2 p.m. when you're tired and you want to go to the house, this is you. Uh-huh. It's nothing but a hair flip, girl. Carry yes. on. Yes. Um, no, I, I couldn't give you five. I mean, there's so many of them. There's so uh, many of them. You were, you were born for this age of communications and these formats in, mm-hmm. uh, you know, streaming or cable or the GIFs or whatever. You were born to do this, you know. Uh, my favorite, I love the one where you are, I think, in All-Stars and you're running for president or something and you're... Oh, yeah. One of my favorites is kicking and twirling. Kicking and twirling and looking like a fool, just dancing your brains out. And that's me every day. And then there's the the one, the tongue, there's the same one for you running for president on Drag Race All-Stars. And you do this tongue pop in there that is fabulous. Yes, I've seen you tweet that several it's times. It's one of yes. my favorites. My friends love that one too. That's the, that, that that's like, a, okay, it's Saturday night, we're going out. <clears throat> you know. Yes. Um <laughs> I, I, I think I think it's just it's it's still so surreal to me. I bet I can only imagine what it must be like because well, Rue, I, I, coming from one of seven in a family that, you know, and you know these things, you know these things about me. It, it, this just this was Hollywood was for TV. Yeah, you know this was all for people that were born into this and families that were financially able to provide. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I didn't think that this could be me. Yeah. And I saw that Ellen Pompeo, mm-hmm. she replied, mm-hmm. responded to your um, Instagram post where mm-hmm. you posted the trailer. Yeah. And then she said all of this. And, you know, I grew up watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. And I'm like, this is this can't be for real. Uh-huh. I tell my friends, can you believe yeah. this gray? Yeah. The real yeah. gray. Yeah. She's going to watch this series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about a plot twist, a trick of fate. Yeah. Who talk? Yeah. Well, talk about that because um, who are the celebrities who have come out of the woodwork to say they're a fan of yours or that you've met in well, this business? I mean, Saturday night. I mean, come on, Miss Leslie. Yeah. I mean, she tweets me on Leslie the daily. Jones. Yeah. Oh, on the daily, Miss Jones. Mm-hmm. And, I love when she like live narrates and tweets. Uh-huh. And my favorite is she's like, y'all can't fuck with this bitch right here. This Alyssa Amber, y'all can't fuck with her. <laughs> and I love this so much. I watched that video. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you. And then she was at the Emmys. Did you see yeah. that? Uh-huh. They uh-huh. asked her, what's one star? And she said, Alyssa Edwards. <laughs> Girl, I had to show all the children at Beyond Belief. This is what dreams are made of. Yes. If you work hard, you put your best foot forward. Yeah. Okay. You remember that this is business. You know, leave your emotions out of it as much as you can. Yeah. You know, see things for black and white. Okay. Yeah. 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 This could be you one day. Now, when girls, and we're going to wrap it up in a second. When girls come to you and say, oh, I want to audition for Drag Race. What advice do you give them? It's free. You should. Yeah. You put a wig on. Uh Uh-huh. You put a wig on. Why not? Right. Turn your camera phone on. You got a camera right there in your hand. Yeah. You know, and just be yourself. I know that sounds cliche, but look, it's better to be a first-rate version of yourself than a second-rate of someone else. That's right. That's right. And be authentic. I do remember your audition to this day, <laughs> and it everything that we know of you as mm-hmm. Alyssa Edwards was also in that audition tape that you sent. It was all there, and we could not wait to meet you, and I'm glad we did. Well, I got to tell you my favorite part, and all you uh, listeners at home or in your car, wherever you are, I had told RuPaul, if you can find another cross-dresser in the United States of America <laughs> that can slay me, I will give you $100,000. <laughs> and I'm so glad he didn't hold me to it. Because the bitch would have had a layaway, a payment plan with interest, you know, interest. Yes, yes. But well. I, I, I'm glad that you guys gave me the opportunity. See, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And I remember yeah. walking on the set of season five. And I was like, where's RuPaul? I need to say hello to him. And I need to thank him. They're like, well, uh, okay, well, hold on, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you came out and you were saying hi to all of us. And we were, you know, kind of cutting up a little bit before we kind of got into the gig. Yeah. And it, it was just like, I, I felt like. 
you were Willy Wonka. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I had made it to the chocolate factory. I got my golden ticket. Well, you, you do know. have the golden ticket. The show is called Dancing, Dancing Queen. Queen. It's on Netflix. It's streaming right now, starring the incomparable Alyssa Edwards, always and forever. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you very much, RuPaul. Hey Michelle, I'm I'm needing to hire some people. Listen, I got a fabulous position. We'll go to Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, well, no, no, no. These are other fabulous positions. Okay. And what do you suggest I do if I want to hire a qualified employee for the? I don't have time to be vetting all these people. What am I supposed to do? Well, Rue, there's one place to go, and it's not Ghostbusters. <laughs> You're gonna call ZipRecruiter. There are job sites that send you tons of the wrong resumes to sort through, right? Yeah, That's yeah. not smart. There are job sites that make you wait for the right candidates to apply for your job. Not smart. Mm-hmm. You also know what's not smart? Mm. Using your relatives to fill in at work while oh, you look for stuff. Boy, do I know that story. Yeah. But if you want to staff your company and staff it smart, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Rue to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. It just does not waste time. It is unbelievable. They don't depend on on you know all those things out yeah, there yeah it's powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes it identifies people with the right skills education and experience for your job and it actively invites them to apply i love that it invites them to apply that's beautiful so you get qualified candidates fast that's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the u.s and this rating comes from hiring sites on trustpilot with over a thousand reviews so right now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash rue that's ZipRecruiter.com slash RU. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. <laughs> we are back. We've got some more special guests here from New York City's DragCon, where it's just so, it's so exciting. So many people are here. We've got Kim Jones and Mark Jacobs, who have stopped in. You guys were both here yesterday also. Yep, Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Now, you guys are friends. You're yes. designers. Yes. Now, talk into the microphone, Kim, right yes. there. Bring bring it closer. You can touch it. Okay. Touch it. <laughs> t- caress it. Feel. Feel the microphone. You guys are friends. Yes. How is that? Do Are designers usually friends with one another? Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Kim and I have known each other for a long time. How'd we, you work, guys... we worked together at Vuitton for at years. Vuitton. Yes, of course. Exactly. Mark was the reason I went to Vuitton. Really? Bring that thing closer to you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, bring it that closer close? to you. <laughs> Mark is the reason you went to Vuitton. Yeah. Is the first thing they teach you at Vuitton is how to say it correctly. Say it. Let me hear you say it. I just say Vuitton. Yeah, well, no, you said it. You said Vuitton. Yeah, but he's got a British accent and I've got an American accent. You got an American <laughs> accent. Uh, no, okay, so, so Mark, you were there first? Um, yeah, kind of mentally, maybe not so much physically. Yes, I hear you. I speak or that physically, language. not so much mentally. Hey, right on. And then, uh, who was there longer? You were there longer than me. You really? were there for 13 years. I was there for seven. Oh, okay. wow, 13 years. That's a long, that's even unheard of today. Because usually designers are in places for like two years now. Yeah, seems like it. What, what do you think? Why do you think the reason is that? What, what's the reason for that these days? People want new, new, new. All yeah, the time. they do. They w- and we're talking about the owners of these companies. Well, I think I think it's also it seems like the audience. Like you know, I think I always used to love looking forward to the work of a new artist whose work I loved. Mm-hmm. But it seems like today in the world, people want new artists. Like mm. they just. Don't, I mean, they do also want like to see what you'll do next but i think they also just want new names new people new We're talking about the consumer yeah okay. i think the consumer i don't know kids people yeah whatever, no everybody instagrammers yeah. whoever those people are sure yeah <laughs> yeah and and kim uh, you know we've seen we've read this in the paper all the time two people here two years there two years there um what's your feeling about that where um, are you now where are you now well i'm at dior doing the men's now so um, I did seven years at Vuitton and I wanted to have a change and spoke to them and just switched over to a different brand that oh, they that have. was your choice? Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's, I mean, it's important for you as well to like keep excited by stuff as well. And it's like, um, you know, I love, I love Vuitton as a brand. It's amazing. And I loved everyone I worked with, but I wanted to do something different. So I just said, you know, that's what I want to do. And, you and know. Hennessy Moet owns both those yeah, brands? Yeah, LVMH, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, and they allowed you to say, I want to switch schools. Yeah. It was like, well, you know, it was like, um, you know, we work well together and I, you know, knew all the people at the different brands and, you know, they 
wanted, you know, they understood that the reason that I wanted to have a change and, you know, excite myself as well. Yeah, yeah. It's important because then people want, you know, they believe in what you're doing as well. Yeah. Now, Mark, um, I love your latest collection. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the last one, those bolero hats yeah. and all that stuff. And this other one, there's, I, I was trying to figure out the color. There's a sash that this one girl is wearing that has a, it's a, a satiny sash that's around the waist and it has a flower that goes down. I, the closest I could get to the color of that is maybe a, a dusty lilac. Do you okay. know the sash? Do you know what that color is? Um, I can't say I know exactly <laughs> which sash that <laughs> is right now. But um, leave it to you to like really tune into those details and colors. And it is it's everything I need. Oh, cool. It's everything I need, and it's so. I, I, listen, well, it's just so you. Come in and we'll fit you for one. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, I want to ask you both this question. Uh, you know, I, I can get, I love colors and I love beauty and I love love and I love music and dancing and all of those things. And I can get very depressed after I leave a museum or see a beautiful fashion show or art and then go into, so in, quote unquote, the real world and go, why is everything so goddamn ugly? You know, now I, I want to get your your perspective on, on that because I wonder if that happens to you and what, how do you reconcile that? How do you bring yourself back from that? I, I'm going to, I'm going to start with you, Kim. Um, do, I, you, do you, first of all, do you ever feel that way? Yeah, sometimes, but then I go somewhere else. I, I travel all the time to go and see new things that inspire me and you know, find beauty in lots of different ways, whether it's nature, people, anything, you know, you just have to like move and have a look around and then you get yourself up again. So you remain in places where there is beauty. Yeah. Do you ride the subway? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, it can be not so beautiful down there. Yeah. But I mean, I don't do it that often. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I'm going to be and, honest. And what, what about you, Mark? What do you, do you have that feeling? Do you, does that ever... I don't travel nearly as much as Kim. I don't know anyone in the world who does. Um, <laughs> but do I, you get that I, feeling of being depressed once yes. you go into the real world? Well, I, I always get depressed after a show or something, you know, big that I've worked on. Um, I, I, just, I have a friend, Lana, and she always says, it's like a post-art depression. Like, yeah. And or post art done as opposed to postpartum. Yes. And I think, you know, I do suffer from depression anyway. Mm -hmm. But um, definitely, I mean, I go to a very dark place. I think I can never do this again. And I'm so down about everything. And then something like a switch goes off and it changes. And then I'm like back in it again. And sort of everything looks beautiful. And it seems like a wonderful thing to be able to do. Have you spoken with many artists who, who have that same... Uh, sort of ritual of of high high highs low low lows do you talk to a lot of yeah, people about that I do yeah I mean people outside of fashion in different creative professions and so I know it's not unique to me in any way shape or form I know like people I know who are writers musicians um, artists they that I've spoken to they they very often feel like I guess that postpartum thing yeah. of like having created something and then it's done, you know. Well, what's the consensus among the people you speak with about it? What is, I have my own uh, views on, on how, that, how you manage that. What have you learned? What have you learned uh, in terms of managing that or making that work for you? I don't, you know, I don't know if I do manage it. It just, it just feels like this too will pass and mm -hmm. you have to kind of believe that because mm -hmm. it always feels like it's the end of the world while you're going through it oh. but it does pass it does pass kim um do you, does that ever yeah no i, I get lows and highs and but you know when i do a show i just i book somewhere to go so that i'm in a different place and i'm seeing something new and it sort of lifts you up quicker it's i just think it's natural being creative it's not i don't get really down but i just need to ha see something new to get myself going again it's just as fast as possible yeah i think it's you know it's a sort of reflex yeah now for the people who are listening at home or in your car what the noise you hear in the background is is literally it's drag con going on in the background drag con is oh and this motherfucker right here is filming us right here <laughs> um he, uh it's it's drag con it's live and people are you were overlooking the whole floor where there are thousands of people dressed in wild glittery outfits young people older people it is just the best experience mm -hmm. now kim jones is here and mark jacobs is here are you getting inspiration from DragCon? 
I just find it really refreshing to see the diversity here and all the people that have come here. It's like, for me, that's exciting to see, you know. It's first like, time? First yeah. time here? Yeah. So yeah. it's just, you know, it's like I didn't know what to expect. And it's like, we're back on day two. <laughs> yeah. And, and Mark, are we going to, do you jot down notes when you go to places like this to go, ooh, I think I want to do... I think it's just the the notebook in my head. Mm -hmm. You know, the memory chip is still got space in it. And when I see people expressing themselves through clothes, through makeup, through hair, you know, like all of this, that's visual. Mm. You know, that's what I take note of. It's the thing that sort of stands out for me more than anything. So, so you have a notebook in your head. I've got one in my butt. Yeah, no, but I have I've a, got that one too. I yeah. think it's up there somewhere. It's up somewhere. Yes, yeah. <laughs> With the lost earrings. And <laughs> sure, yes, 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 yes. Now, okay, now, um, I, I, I want to talk about fashion just a little bit. I, I love, love, love things, colors. Now, Mark is wearing a day-glow orange. Kim. Kim. I'm, I'm sorry, yes. Kim <laughs> is wearing a day-glow orange uh, uh, pullover um, hoodie that has Wyoming across. It, did you design that yourself? No, it's actually from Kanye. Tremaine actually gave it to me over there. Trim and Tremaine is with the Kanye Kanye's design group. Yeah. Yes, he's with. He's nodding. <laughs> yes, yes. And he gave it to you. I love that orange thing. Yeah, you know, me my, too. My husband. It's my favorite color. Is that Glow orange. Uh, my husband has a ranch in Wyoming. That's okay. why I was wondering. <laughs> oh, that's right, because Kanye recorded that album in Wyoming and blah, blah, blah. It's all coming together. <laughs> oh, you know what? I didn't get to talk about my uh, experience with those high, high highs and low lows. Um, and for the people out there listening might want some uh, advice on that. You know what I do is I maintain, I take two steps back. And a lot of times I'll call it my, uh, I'll hit my proverbial Google Earth button, which allows me to go whoo, hover above the earth and go, oh, you're right. I'm in that human body that's very sensitive and very influenced by things. And it gives me some perspective to go, Rue, just like what you said, this will pass. It's just a feeling. Don't take any of it too seriously. That, allow that gives me a little bit of wiggle room where it's not so dire. And you know, I used to um, self-medicate to try to balance that. Can't do that. That trick doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. So m the closest I've come to it, dear listener, is, is, is that proverbial, I can't say that word, usually Michelle is here to correct me, <laughs> uh, uh, Google Earth button. You follow what I'm saying? Let yes. the church say amen. You know what I'm saying? Now, Kim, you grew up in Africa? Yeah. Where in Africa? Uh, I was in Ethiopia, Botswana, Kenya, Tanzania, all over. Why? My dad was a um, hydrogeologist. Wait, say that again slower. My dad was a hydrogeologist. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, he looked for water, found water, worked with water and um, geology as well. And it was an amazing upbringing because I saw so many different amazing cultures, wildlife places. It's something that I would never, you know, I'm very fortunate to have had. Yes. And did you have brothers and sisters? Yeah. Yeah. And were, are they artistic? Do they have that worldview also? Yeah. It's yeah. like we all, I mean, we're all very fortunate, you know, to see that. And it's like, that's probably why I still travel so much because I want to see as much of the world as possible. Yeah. See everything, you know, it's like I'm interested in everything. Everything is inspiring, you know, so, you know, it's just, it becomes part of you and you can't stop it. Yeah. Now you guys are both the, the top, the top designers in the world. Mark, and I know you love things and textures and colors. What do you do with all your old stuff? You know, you have clothes, 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 planes and houses and things no. and things and things. <laughs> no, what do you do with all the old stuff? Storage closets. Storage closets? Storage units. Yeah. Um, Is that for real? You have storage units? Well, I think we do at work. We have some storage unit somewhere. Yeah. And I think I've put some of my personal stuff in there recently. Yeah. Kim's got an amazing fashion archive. Yeah. You do? Yeah. In what city do you maintain this? That's in London. In London? It is. And it's all mainly London based designers such yeah. as Lee Bowery, oh. Rachel Auburn. Wait, Lee Vivian. Bowery designed clothes also? Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't a, know that. Oh, I have about under like, an, a late, under someone's house? Lee Bowery? No, his, his Lee own Bowery. His You own don't remember stuff. when Suzanne brought him to New York? No, I knew him very well and I didn't know he had a line of clothing. Yeah. Well, most of it's his personal things that I've I found see. like through his friends or through auctions and I've probably got about 40 outfits. Wow. And it's just like, um, you know, I collect, so I'd say London, Designers from 1971, from Let It Rock when Vivian Westwood and Malcolm McLaren started up yeah. until about 1985. 
Wow. And it's like Richard Torrey, Rachel Auburn. Um, body map, Nemeth. do you have any of that I stuff? I have some body map. I don't have that much body map. Yeah. I, I sort of focus in on some designers that were probably harder to find and just like, um, you know, wanted to complete looks and eventually give it to a museum. Wow, that's great. Because it's like, because the next generation needs to see that pattern cutting, the way clothes are made. It's that sort of thing. Or, just, or, an, or a fashion institute. Or just institute. the fact that, yeah, yeah. You know, that would just, be great. Because I, I find that, you know, we always think that, you know, the next generation needs to see this. But I don't know if they feel that way. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't want to uh, complain about it because, you know, they have their own thing. They've got to do their own thing. But, you know, I remember when I had to explain to uh, some young kids who the Pointer Sisters were. <laughs> I thought, oh, this is the end okay. of the world as we know it today. Now, we've got an audience of some kids here now. I'm going to ask that one. Just nod. Uh, do you know who the Pointer Sisters are? You know who the Pointer Sisters are. Okay, yeah. Well, a lot of people don't. Do you know how many years it took to get my fiancé to watch The Women? Like, he's 35 years old, and it was his shrink that finally suggested it that made him actually sit home and watch it. You know what? That's, that's the, my point exactly. And I think it's because the younger generation did not have mentors to actually sit them down and do it. I actually had mentors, older gay gentlemen who would say, okay, here's Tennessee Williams. Here is Truman Capote. Here's uh, Fellini. You name Streisand. it. Streisand. Streisand. <laughs> well, that's that's uh, 101. That's, uh, you know, the, the, the kindergarten. The, the kindergarten. <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah. So uh, I, you guys got engaged in a fast food restaurant. Yeah, in Chipotle, his favorite place. Chipotle. <laughs> yes. what, what does he order? What's his favorite meal oh, to God, order there? I couldn't tell you. I don't remember what any of the things are called. I think he gets a soft, what is it called? Um, Burritos? Not. I don't know what it's called. It's, Maybe. Uh, but I asked him, you know, I've, I've tried for a couple of years to take him to a more romantic place for his birthday. And he's like, no, nah, I'll stick with Chipotle. Chipotle, yes. Yeah. And he can. St- his body can stand to eat it. He can... Seems to because withstand works, everything. <laughs> okay, but he can he can he works out all the time. Yeah, he does. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, I, I, yeah. I my body won't allow me to have Chipotle and still fit into my outfits. I can I'm, do it on his birthday. Yeah. Okay. And when have you guys set a date? Yeah. Well, we're going to do it between the fourth and the ninth of April because that's my birthday and his. So we thought we'll just keep it somewhere in between the two so that. We just have that week to celebrate oh, all of it that. at once. I love that. Rather than having all these little celebrations. I love that. We're going to go to break in a minute, but uh, Kim, are you married? No, I used to be. Oh, you, and, yeah. and, but it was a ter- uh, no, awful divorce? Always, no, no, we're, we're still really good friends. I'm going to see him tomorrow. Okay. So it's like, yeah, we're just, you know, we're still best friends. We just like grew apart. Sure. Like, How long were you together? Uh, eight years. Hey, here, that's yeah. a good, that's a nice run. That's yeah. a good run. No, Longer not. than most Broadway shows. Probably. <laughs> yeah. If it were a Broadway show, what would, would the name of, what would your, your, your show be called? Oh my the God. relationship. I don't know. It was Follies. No. It was, <laughs> company. It was very steady. The act. No, God, I don't know. It was, it was very, very sort of like civilized and normal and nice. Yeah, so it's, it's a null coward private <laughs> life. Probably. Yes. All right, we've got Kim Jones and Mark Jacobs here. I hope you guys can stay for another break. Can you? Can you? Oh, yeah, you can. Oh, yeah. All right. We've got merchandise to buy. That's right. So uh, we'll and be. Queens to see. And yeah, Queens exactly. to see. Well, you've got the Queen of Queens right here. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm talking to me right now. Yeah. You're pointing uh, to Mark. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. We'll be right back after this. You know, I just want to say one thing about therapy that is so important. You know, actually hearing yourself say something out loud in a situation or an atmosphere that you feel really free. And, you know, literally the words are out in the room. Something magical happens. They get out of your body and you get to actually have some perspective on what the situation is. And that's why therapy is such an important tool in navigating your life. It also makes it real. Yes. And it makes it real so you can work it out. If it's this deep, dark secret inside of you that you'll never tell, how are you going to work it through? You almost have to take it out and beat it up. Yes. So it never comes back to haunt you again. Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message licensed therapists from anywhere at any time. All you need is that computer, better yet, even the Talkspace app on your phone. That means you can improve your mental health and you're not in it alone, even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. And if you can't imagine, you're a mother, you're a father, you're working, whatever, even if you're a student, you're a 
kid. You you're don't a stripper. Know, whatever. And you have you between shifts. You're between shifts. Yeah. Between sets. You can do it easily on your phone. Talk to your therapist about everyday challenges right there. Remember that therapy isn't just about venting. It's not just about all the deep dark secrets. Sometimes it's just like I can't. I can't cook this yeah. thing for my. You know. It's. Yeah. I don't want to trivialize it, but it doesn't always have to be deep, and you're going to right. go through so much drama. Absolutely, it's a dialogue that you can have with what your inner inner voice is saying. I've had conversations with my therapist about stuff that I thought was so stupid. Yeah. But when I left, I felt so much better. Yeah. It could be something really trivial to you, or you would think it would be to you. And then when you work through it, you go, so I guess it wasn't as trivial as I thought it was. The Talkspace platform is over 2,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing life challenges that we all face. So to match with a perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, go on over to Talkspace.com slash Rue. Use the offer code RU to get $30 off your first month. That's Talkspace.com Offer code RU. We are back with Kim Jones, and we've got uh, Mark Jacobs here. Uh, you know, Michelle isn't here right now, but we're doing a little extra something here at DragCon, uh, live in New York. This is very special for us because we usually don't do remotes like this. We usually do. Uh, we usually do it in our little studio, Michelle and I, and here we are with these top designers. Uh, Kim Jones is now at Dior. Which and you're doing doing a fabulous. Do you feel when you go to these houses? And I'll ask this to to you too, um, Mark, because you've done your own label, but also gone to these houses. Do you feel the pressure of what the house is? Do you feel do you feel the need to carry on a certain dialogue or a certain silhouette or style that the house is known for into your work when you when you get in there? I like to look at the codes of the house and work with those. For me, that's the most exciting thing, and it's got such an amazing archive. It's just you know there's so much to look at yeah and you know mr dior was like a gallerist before he was a designer a, a gallerist you know uh-huh. he worked with many of the leading artists of his time and then you know he also became a couturier so there's so much to look at and see of his life as well as just you know the archives there to get inspired by i like to respect what the house means and you know i work for the house that's how i see it yeah and uh, uh and how long have you been at dior only six months six months yeah and your first collection was just the other day. Yeah. And and are, when you look back, it's, it was just the other day. Do you feel like you hit the mark that you wanted to hit? I think so. I mean, it was very fast. I had two months to do it. So, you know, it was like I'm very proud of it and I was very happy with it. And people seem to like it. So, you know, I just, you know, you get that intuitive feeling of like, this is what I want the house to look like. And people were receptive to it. So, you know, that made me feel happy about it. And you're doing mints. Yeah. The men's week because the other the Italian guy does the the the, the Italian woman the Italian oh oh you know I you know what they all ch- it changes so mm-hmm. I can't keep up I can't keep up with who's doing what who's doing who who's zooming who <laughs> you know what I mean can oh. you guys get Mark can you keep up with that uh sometimes I prefer not to yeah <laughs> yes so it's a choice but when I choose to I can yes now when you were at uh, Vuitton you really shook things up with you really went punk rock with that thing it was very different my my experience because there had never been anything in terms of ready to wear and fashion accessories when I got there and you know I went through a lot of trials and tribulations to try to figure out well what would fashion look like at Louis Vuitton you know since all they were known for at that point was luggage, mm-hmm. you know, and so it was a little it was a little challenging for me in the beginning. And then when I sort of found that the best way for me to approach it was to celebrate what we know of Vuitton and bring in other artists to collaborate with, that's when things started to really mm. come together. And of course, I worked with Stephen Sprouse, Takashi oh, Murakami, Richard that. Prince. Yeah, you know, and so that that felt very European in a sense, and also it felt like a way to be a visitor at Vuitton and celebrate their monogram, etc. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I, it's just iconic. And I I wonder, it, I guess those are collectors' items now. All of those things that you did there, all those crazy I mean you really you really just deconstructed it and then put it back together again and made it so fresh and so do you miss doing that yeah I do I do I mean I miss being in Paris like during the Paris Fashion Week I mean I don't think I would ever say that while I was there doing it but Mm -hmm. of course not having it Mm -hmm. left a hole you know and so I was used to kind of like 
flying off to Paris the day after our show in New York and being exhausted and then, you know, rising to the next occasion. And, mm. and I do kind of miss it. And I miss my life in Paris. Yeah. Even though Kim and I were talking on the way up here, like Paris is really not the most positive, uh, fuzzy, warm experience when you live there. <laughs> yeah. But I do miss it sometimes. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that too, because as the world is uh, moving on, we, we're seeing a lot of division. And as an artist, uh, I wonder how that affects your world. I wonder how much that is, um, it, it, you know, it seeps into what you're doing. Um, you know, uh, Mark, your latest collection is very beautiful and it's plush and it's these past, this pastel palette that is softer it's not as hard actually the one before that had a harder edge mm -hmm. with um you know with uh sort of shiny hard things is it in the latest collection is it in direct response to what's happening in the world today mm. well in the sense that it isn't oh know. that makes complete sense well no. well no no okay so let me explain it <laughs> yeah. just briefly okay i mean we looked at fall and i again i didn't really set out to do something aggressive or something soft or whatever but I did want spring to be a kind of prettier version of the fall. And I do wonder sometimes, sometimes I feel fashion should be a reflection of what life is and what's going on in the world. And other times I think it should be an escape from it. And I think mm -hmm. I'm in that place right now mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, runway is a place in all of our hearts and runway is like a life we create for ourselves. You know, it's like our movie that we star in. Mm. So it doesn't necessarily have to reflect the politics or yeah. the conversations of the world and it's kind of a break from it yeah you know it's a fantasy place yeah i i love that i love that do you what, what do you say to that is um, how did you come to the latest collection for um i just i just looked at what the codes of the house were for the first mm -hmm. one and then we're doing the next one in november in tokyo which is really exciting because i love japan it's one of my favorite places Christian Dore had a really personal relationship with it. And it's, you know, for me, it's the fantasy of the runway and then what becomes desirable in reality. Mm -hmm. You know, clothes make people feel good about themselves and that's a really positive thing. Yeah. You know, that's, you know, if someone goes out and they want to, they so, you know, they want to buy that thing because they love it and it makes them feel really good about wearing it. Wearing it, they ma it makes them feel comfortable, confident, makes them feel happy. Yeah. That's a great thing. Yeah. Now, tell I've me only realized that recently. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and 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 the runway show. Correct me if I'm wrong. The runway show is an overall an overview of what you're feeling because at the bottom line is people are buying shoes, belts, um, sunglasses. Uh, am, am I right? Is, is that what really feeds? The, is that mm. the money maker? Is, well, it, is the show just an overall overview so that you can sell those items? Well, Dior's a ready-to-wear house, so they actually sell the clothes more than the other things. Which, for me, as a designer, is an exciting thing. You know, Vuitton was about bags and leather goods, which I love doing as well. I like, I like designing everything. For mm. me, you know, everything is becomes the whole yeah you know it's, it's the challenge of thinking you know what well mark had it too what the monogram would be for the season or like you know how you get people excited to want to have the desirability of that and you know it's just everything every, you know I, every single detail is important yeah now mark you've done a really great job at creating a world the the mark jacobs woman and i and she's very specific and she is uh eclectic and she's urban and she is she's playful uh, she's like Daisy, like your fragrance, but there's also a more sophisticated version of it. Do you find that you have to track that 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 woman that you that you imagined and created? Do you have to track her as she uh, as she evolves, or do you have to, or is it you you're bringing new people into that same those parameters? Do you follow that? Yeah, I do follow it, but I I, I think. If I had to describe my woman, she'd be schizophrenic. Oh, I love her. <laughs> and, um, you know, Sybil. Uh-huh. Um, and, for, and for anybody under the age of 50, that was a movie about yes. a woman with many personalities. Yes, exactly. exactly. Um, but, uh, no, I, I mean, you know, Daisy was a reference to Daisy Buchanan in The yes. Great Gatsby. yes. And then my dog, who I named after Daisy Buchanan in The Great Gatsby, and those for anybody under 50, was a book by <laughs> yes. Scott Fitzgerald. So, um, uh, but, you know, no, but I, I think, you know, each season, like, I don't know, sometimes I just feel like it's, 
I mean, most people, people I know, men, women, any person I know, like they have different moods, they have different feelings. And I don't shop from one place. I want to be something one moment, one thing, another moment. You know, I want to express this fantasy or that part of my brain from time to time. And, um, you know, and that's and I, I'm interested in things outside of fashion, like art, and music mm. and theater. And, and I think that when I think of people that I know, um, who are into fashion, it's just a part of their life. It's part mm. of the art of living and they get to enjoy all aspects and parts of it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I want to ask you guys about music right now because you guys are sweet, sensitive souls who love beautiful things. And uh, listen, and I'm going to ask you what, you're, what, you're, what you like to listen to right now, but I need you to know that this will not go on your gravestone. We are not going to print <laughs> this, uh, tattoo this on your ass. This could be as frivolous as you know, but what you know, the plastics uh, or be the B fifty twos to uh, what classical, whatever. But I, I want to know what was the first thing you played this morning when you uh, woke up, uh, Kim Jones. I haven't listened to anything today, but I. What is wrong with you? I know. I'm sorry. I got up quite late, um, <laughs> but I was listening to. Um, let me see. What was the last thing? Was it, it was the Sugar Cubes? Oh, the Sugar Cubes yeah. with uh, Bjork. Exactly. And, uh, was it, how many albums did they do? They did oh, God, two? I don't know, but I was listening to Hit, which I love. Because I, I, because they were, they were, they had a short shelf life. I mean, they, I mean, they, they were only together for a hot minute before she went on her her own thing. Yeah. I wonder, does anybody in the room know how many albums they did? Probably about two or three. I, I think. think it's just about two or three. Yeah. What is that? No, no. Just a couple. Yeah. And 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 Mark, um, now I I uh, woke up this morning. I had to hear one of us by Cher. Have you heard the new album? No, I haven't. Oh yet. my god! You're an ABBA fan. I'm a Cher fan. Yes. <laughs> Well, put the two great tastes that taste great together. Oh my God! I had to have you. Yes, yeah. So, uh, what did you listen to this morning? Well, I woke up probably earlier than Kim, but I have not listened to anything. But what I can't get out of my head when we were here yesterday afternoon, Moana came on. Moana, you know, and, and I still have it in my head, and it's one of my favorite songs. Uh-huh. So, and it's one of my favorite. Movies. What is Moana? Oh my you know, God! Moana, <laughs> the movie Moana. <laughs> By Walt Disney. Oh, yeah, yes, 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 <laughs> and, yes, yes. And that yes, song yes. came on here yesterday afternoon, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh-huh. And it just goes through me every time I hear it. It's such really? a beautiful song. Yeah. So I, I haven't been able to get it out of my head. Oh, my goodness. That's great. Yeah. Now, uh, um, um, yeah, so, uh, three albums for the Sugar Cubes. Our producer is telling okay. us that the Sugar Cubes did three albums. Thank you for that, Alex. Uh, and uh, so now you dressed Cher for the uh, uh, Met, Met Ball, Met yes. Gala a couple of years ago. Yes. Had you met her before? Um, yeah, very briefly. Back in my days of working at Sharavari, I was a kid and she came in. Was it David Ullman she was with? Or what? Yeah, Greg Ullman. Greg Ullman, yes. Yeah, she came into Sharavari and I met her there yeah. uh, once and, you know, for a hot minute. And then I, I think I met her somewhere else. But I got to spend a little bit more time with her, you know, when we shot her for the ad campaign and then we went to the Met and that was an amazing experience. And what was your, what was your, uh, the, this time around for the Met and the ad campaign, what was your takeaway about Cher? What was the first thing that struck you about her? Well, she, she's, you know, incredibly outspoken about her politics, which I thought was a side of her that I never knew. I mean heard a little bit but never really knew and she was also very caring and you know I was super nervous about escorting her to the Met really she was like take my hand I will you know we'll stay together and we'll be fine yeah because she actually said to me that as a as you know in life she was very uncomfortable and when she's on stage and doing share she's yeah. fine uh-huh uh-huh. So I got that, but she actually was the one who's like, "Here, grab my hand. We'll get through this together." Wow. So that was that was really special. Wow. Now, Kim, had you who's who's made you starstruck? Did you ever meet David Bowie? Yes, he was the person I couldn't speak when I met him. Yeah. So it was like I was just like absolutely like you know he was absolutely lovely to me and super sweet and we both talked about Derek Jarman paintings because I collected them and he collected yeah. them and he was just like really you know I just couldn't absolutely believe I was in the room with him and it was like wow. I was with Jerry. Stafford so that made it much more comfortable <laughs> oh and um my God. and um it was just like really you know it was just an absolute joy to meet him and he was just like the loveliest person oh. but, I mean it was literally I just couldn't talk for about half an hour well I, I did the same thing I, I I met him uh once 
and at a dinner party and he came into the library. I, I saw him walk in the door and I immediately darted to the library because I thought, okay, I gotta collect myself, gotta collect. Well, two minutes later, he came into the library because I guess someone told me, I, I was in there, I don't know. But I shook his head, I was very calm, cool and collected. I said, great, great to meet you, thank you, lovely, oh, wonderful. Oh, thank you very much, lovely, lovely. I then excused myself to go downstairs to the street and cried and screamed and cried and screamed some more, so much so that I didn't go back to the party. I walked home. This is up on 61st Street at Denise Rich's old place, which is now owned by David Geffen. Uh, and I walked, my house is down at, uh, in the, the West Village. I walked all the way, think, I was screaming and crying the whole time, thinking, oh my God! <laughs> and then well, the first time I met Cher, which is at <laughs> Pier 59, about 20-something years ago, uh, she was doing a photo session with David LaChapelle. I walked in and I knew she was beautiful, but in person, there's something else, something more beautiful than the, what the camera can capture. And you're struck. But, and you think, oh, I know what this uh, 28-year-old dude saw, and Sonny saw in a 16-year-old, where you go, oh, I get it. He saw that magic, magic. So uh, I'm going to let you guys go, but, but do me a favor. Listen to Cher's new album, Dancing oh, Queen. Absolutely. You gotta I'm hear gonna the go song. to the concert. You gotta oh, hear damn. the song, One of Us, which is an ABBA classic. Okay. She tears that shit up. Naturally. <laughs> she tears that shit up. Do you have she a, shares that shit she up. She shares that shit <laughs> up. Do you have a favorite Cher song? Oh my God. Do I have one favorite? Well, top three. It's like Sophie's Choice. Yes, like, yes, yeah. You know, Tell oh. me. You know, I, I love Save Up All Your Tears. You know yes, that song? Yes, that's my favorite. That is, that is probably yeah. my number one favorite. So good. Do you, you kids in the back, do you know that song, Save Up All Your Tears? It modulates over. Yeah. And it gets higher and but higher. That's the one in the shower where I think I can sing. You oh. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's the one in the shower where I'm like, I sound just like her. You've, of course <laughs> and you I do. don't. Of course you Well, everybody loves it. You know, I've told this story many times. I want to open up a karaoke bar that is, and call it Sharaoke, where all the songs are sung in the style of Cher. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine every song sung in the style of Cher? Yes. Brilliant. Now, do you, ha um, do you have you met Cher, Kim Jones? I haven't. I'd love to. I will next year. That's my plan. Do you have a favorite Kim, uh, uh, a favorite Cher? Uh, I don't know. There's so many. I, I do like so Gypsies, many. Tramps and Thieves. That's, so that's great. That's a good one. That's great. Well, you kids have been so lovely to join us here on our podcast live in New York City at the DragCon convention. It's fabulous. You guys, thank you so much. Thank and you, Ru. Thank enjoy you. yourselves. Go and shop and meet queens <laughs> and squeeze them and touch them and shower them with all of your millions and millions of dollars. Yes. <laughs> I think... Uh, Backdrop uh, yourself. <laughs> producer, that was the end of our show. This is a whole hour, wasn't it? Okay. Oh, and Michelle will be back with us momentarily. So until then, uh, Mark and Kim... Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.